What's Wrong with Adam? Written by Nicholas Lay. Let me introduce you to Adam, a young little boy with big ambitions matched with an even bigger curiosity. He comes from a small Christian family proudly named the Petersons. That includes his nurturing mother Jennifer and his rather stern but fair father David. Jennifer spends most of her time at home tending to a majority of the daily chores and keeping the house in order, while David works hard all day in the blistering summer sun as a roofer to pay the bills. They work hard to live a happy and meaningful life, to build something worthwhile for their bright little boy. Adam's story starts like most adventurous kids, running in the backyard, playing games like treasure hunting as pirates, fending off the scourge as Davy Jones' locker, and defending his treehouse from an alien invasion. Oh yes, Adam's considerably in touch with his imagination, and that's where things take a strange turn. Even with imagination at his disposal, Adam needs something more fun than silly kid games that he plays far too often for his own taste. Adam wanted a real adventure, something challenging yet rewarding all at the same time. The boy grabbed his backpack, prepped with a small plastic flashlight, his enchanted wooden sword, a bottle of water, and cheesy doodles to prepare him for his treacherous journey. With Adam's bag sorted for his heroic journey, he just needed to wait for his mom and dad to fall asleep. As soon as the time is right, Adam makes his move and sneaks out to seize riches and glory. After a few minutes into the boy's walk through the dark woods, Adam's mind starts to wander off and spiral into scary thoughts of nightmarish creatures that would eat him. But he quickly shrugs it off in hopes to remain a hero. He soon finds the light of a small cabin cutting through the darkness of the woods. And that was it, the literal light at the end of the tunnel. Making his way to the house, he smears the dirt away with his sleeve before peeking through the window. No one seems to be home, but the fireplace kept everything lit with a flickering flame. Adam explored the house's exterior for a way in. With only a moment of investigating, he discovers the back door. It's simply unlocked. Adam slowly turns the knob and enters the cabin. Adam's eyes widen as he sets his gaze to the kitchen table. Before him was the treasure he was searching for. A large bowl of candies of a never-ending variety. Gummy worms, chocolates, jawbreakers, everything a little boy would want. He makes his way closer to collect his prize before he notices something strange about the bowl. Little brown pill-like specks laced his prize like confetti, and something told him it wasn't chocolate sprinkles. Yes, something was definitely off about this bowl. His thoughts were interrupted by the sound of heavy breathing right behind him.
He quickly turns to find out he is staring face to face with the owner of the cabin. Not only did the quiet footsteps of our host startle Adam, but his appearance is what sends shivers into his spine. Never-endingly tall, with a lanky body, whose face is casted with a mask-like grimace that contorted his head and torso down to impossible lengths to align with Adam's eyes. Hi, my name is Gary. I knew a friend would come. I just knew it. We're going to be great friends. No, not mm, best friends. We're going to be best friends. What's what's your name? Uh, do you like candy? Huh? You like candy? <laughs> Adam remains silent, petrified in fear from the piercing, wide-eyed stare from Gary. Gary forces Adam into a chair before he can react. Adam tries to fight him off, only to meet the firm grip of Gary, binding him to the chair. Gary grabs a spoon and starts forcing spoonfuls of candy down Adam's throat. The sickeningly sweet taste mixed with something putrid forces Adam to gag and dry heave, only to meet another spoon of candy. Spoon after spoon, the bowl draws close to empty before Gary's door burst open. It was Adam's parents, and their face were filled with horror as they see their son held down, being force-fed by the town maniac. David aims his hunting rifle at Gary. The room was quiet, but everyone's eyes told a story louder than words. Gary's face was unmoving, but you could hear him through his teeth. <sighs> more friends, more. David, frightened, <laughs> squeezes the trigger, sending a bullet soaring through Gary's eye, setting an explosion of crimson splashing against the wall behind him. Gary's head hangs loosely off his spine before it hits the ground with a hollow thud. The sound seems to pull Jennifer back together right before she lets out a blood-curdling scream. David quickly snatches up Adam before grabbing Jennifer's hand to flee from the cabin. David and Jennifer called the authorities promptly, but it left little comfort. Something was eating at them, but Adam needed to sleep. You could see it in his eyes. The little guy was tuckered out. Adam's tummy rumbled with a loud roar. Jennifer made Adam a tall glass of warm milk to relieve his stomach and a bedtime story to help him rest his eyes. After a few turns of page, Adam's eyelids became too heavy to lift before he submits to the comfy clouds of slumber. The next morning, Jennifer was mortified by what she saw. It was Adam, white as a ghost and colder than ice. Jennifer frantically asked what she could do to help as she wrapped Adam in more blankets. Adam was motionless, but said one word. Hungry? Jennifer promptly leaves to cook up a breakfast fit for a growing boy. Crispy bacon, fluffy eggs, buttered toast, fresh strawberries, orange juice. Nothing was left out of this morning mouth-watering spread. She brings everything on a large rustic wooden tray so he can eat his glorious feast in bed. She briefly prays over his meal before spoon-feeding him. Poor Adam was so weak he could barely move, but he was so hungry. 
Jennifer had never seen such an appetite. Everything she poured disappeared into the never-ending stomach of Adam, and this wasn't the end of his hunger. He, he made more demands, things like sugar, water, things kids normally crave or need, but much more of it. A week passes and things become bizarre to say the least. A strange smell is coming from Adam's room. His concerned parents enter the room and to their terror, they see Adam foaming from the mouth. David sprints over to attempt to save Adam. Jennifer is frozen with disbelief. They notice movement under the rotted, dank, mildewed bedsheets. Once removed, Jennifer falls to the ground, screaming while David loses his breakfast. His whole body seemed to pulsate. Jennifer calls for help while David tries to pin Adam's convulsing body to the bed. Jennifer races back to the room to let David know help is on the way, while David remains silent trying to control his son. Adam's chest starts shifting as bones snap and collapse like a tree before it starts to fall. Foam blast from Adam's mouth into his dad's face. Adam pleaded for them to leave, but it sounded like it was coming from all over his body and in so many voices. The ambulance finally arrives to take Adam away, but it takes the paramedics and the Petersons to hold him down. Adam's body starts ripping as lesions start appearing everywhere on his body, paired with strange boils. The paramedics decided it would be safer to carry Adam to avoid further injuries. As the paramedics attempt to lift Adam's body, he begins breaking into pieces within their hands. His chest falls and oozes forward with a gunky flop. From the dry, hollow cavity spewed mounds of roaches. Confusion and disgust shrouded the room along with thousands of roaches. They were everywhere, covered everything. The walls, the ceiling, filling the windows, turning them black. The whole room vibrated with motion. Why? How could this be possible? cried Adam's parents. The paramedics had a harder time giving an answer, especially after what they discovered. The body. It was dry and hollow, like Adam had been dead for several days. But the Pattersons couldn't believe this. Their son was just speaking to them. They wanted answers, but the paramedics were practically speechless, only replying in short responses like, that, that's impossible, or he was just moving. Jennifer was outraged and lashed out at the paramedics, forcing them to leave. Jennifer and David fall crying over Adam's body when in that moment, a stray roach crawls from Adam's mouth and it says something. It was faint, but loud enough to reach the ears of both David and Jennifer. It said, thank you. And the walls started laughing. They were surrounded by relentless peals of laughter, a hideous pitch that was overwhelming and painful. It was the roaches in the holes, in the cracks. The roaches were everywhere.